Welcome to Curve Beam Connect. Listen in monthly as we talk with doctors and experts in the field discussing innovations and insights into orthopedic imaging. Welcome to Curve Beam Connect. I'm Vinti Singh, Marketing Director here at Curve Beam, and today I've gathered some of my teammates to discuss an exciting new project. Curve Beam is going to give clinicians, researchers, and patients the ability to fully harness their diagnostic data from Curve Beam scans like never before with the launch of Curve Beam Cloud. So, although the official launch is some time away. Uh, we're excited to announce that we've embarked on this project. And to learn a little bit more I, about it, I'd like to introduce our Vice President of Sales, Turner Dean, as well as our Senior Systems Engineer, who is leading our AI initiatives, Studi Singh, uh, both who have been very involved in this project. So to start things off, Turner, can you talk about what is your vision for Curve Beam Cloud? Uh, thank you, Venti. Um, Curbeam Cloud, uh, if you think historically, we've been connected to one customer at a time in a individualized type relationship of sales service and clinical support. Um, but we see, saw the opportunity to create an ecosystem where, where there could be collaboration and data sharing um, uh, that could solve a a number of issues um, that our, our clients have had over the years in terms of uh, managing their data sets and their information, but also seizing the opportunity of uh, to collaborate and share um, um, solutions, greater solutions uh, amongst our ecosystem. Great, so what are some of the applications that uh, or workflows that Curve Beam, Beam Cloud is going to be enabling? Well, I, th I think we're gonna open up and uh, maybe we don't even know all of the things that are gonna come from connecting all of our clients to all of our uh, uh, points of contact and, and numerous uh, third-party vendors and, and uh, service providers. Uh, we can't hardly imagine all the, all the services and, and, and products that are going to evolve from that. But let me give you a couple examples of, of how I think we can take cost and, uh, and uh, out of the system, um, make the system more efficient, and um, hopefully improve outcomes um, from a number of, of these um, opportunities. One, one great example, if, if you look at um, today's uh, practices for total knee, total knee replacement, for example, uh, the patient goes to their uh, surgeon visit, their first consult. Um, the doctor suspects they, you know, after examination, suspects they need a total joint replacement. Um, they have a conversation with the patient. Okay, let's, you know, we need advanced imaging to determine this. The patient gets... Uh, you know, the doctor orders and the patient gets sent out for a CAT scan. So that either happens at the hospital or the outpatient imaging center. It, uh, an appointment has to be made. The patient has to go to another visit um, at, at another location. Eventually, the patient uh, has that appointment, gets their scan taken, 
and then uh, the the image has to be processed. It has to be transferred to a CD and given to the patient. That often takes hours if the, the patient may have to come back to pick up the CD. A lot of things can happen there. Uh, but eventually, the patient has their uh, has their image taken, um, gets the CD, has another appointment with the surgeon, and then they can days or weeks later uh, discuss a uh, course of action or for correction of their problem. Uh, what we envision with curving scanner in the orthopedic practice is for in that initial visit for the patient uh, to have their conversation with their physician, have the scan taken in 10 minutes um, in the room next door, <laughs> and, uh, then a and then a consult uh, with the surgeon after he's had a chance uh, minutes later to review that scan, uh, and then if um, total knee replacement is the prescribed solution for the problem, um, the radiology technician with the push of the button can send that data set to that um, implant vendor. Uh, this whole process can take minutes or a few, you know, less than a few hours versus days or weeks. So we see the opportunity to eliminate time, eliminate expense, eliminate mistakes, errors, um, and uh, make the whole process much more efficient and, and uh, cost-effective. So you mentioned uh, getting the, the data set to the joint replacement vendor. Curve Beam Cloud, are we envisioning that we would have several portals uh, to the various vendors. So you're basically eliminating the need for download, upload, but we're going to work with many of our vendor partners to have direct connections so those file transfers can happen um, accurately and, and seamlessly without uh, with without too much uh, added human intervention. Absolutely. So we see, you know, the cloud as being like a hub with all of our clients, all our customers, connected to the cloud, but also having all service providers, and not just implant manufacturers, but that's a primary uh, a group for this service, um, where the customer would, uh, the, the scanner would automatically upload the, the data set from the customer's, uh, the scanner location at the customer site into the cloud, and we would autom automatically direct that uh, data set to the proper uh, implant manufacturer. Uh, this will all happen in seconds um, in the cloud. So, yes. And this could also enable uh, research applications. If you have a multi-site research project and, and every site is contributing data sets, it's going to make that process of, of transferring and sharing much easier, um, as well as just for clinical purposes, if you have care sites at, at different locations. I think the one question that's probably at the top of everyone's mind is, this is a lot of patient data that's being moved around. How do you keep it secure? What what considerations have we made towards that end? Well, this is a big part of why it's taken time to to create this ecosystem, to create the Curvebeam Cloud is uh, we have to do this in a, in a safe, secure, and efficient manner. And so we've taken great care to make sure that this service is HIPAA compliant and meets all rules and regulations for handling of patient information. In the case of 
research uh, these files will be de-identified um, so that there's no personal patient information that's um, shared improperly. That's great. Um, Studi, could you tell us a little bit about Autometrics, uh, QV Autometrics, which is an extension of our visualization software, which up until now has been PC-based. Uh, can you talk about what Autometrics can do now and, and the eventual overall vision for this application? Sure. So Autometrics is an application um, that is essentially an AI assistant for the clinician. Um, it uses um, primarily AI and also some image processing and mathematics to automatically analyze the data sets themselves. Um, this product is in direct response to uh, clinical need. Uh, we uh, we make really cool CT scans where you can make, take weight-bearing CT scans and um, uh, so being able to get the patient in that position and then getting these really beautiful high-resolution images have all been um, really attractive to our clinicians and our customers. Um, but the, the one step farther from that is to uh, not just give them these beautiful images, but give them some more information along with that. So automatic measurements, uh, that's a big one. There's a lot of angle, uh, bone angles that are measured routinely for every patient um, that can be done automatically. And um, uh, and then getting to more complex um, measurements, looking at joints and joint spaces and um, uh, joint surfaces, things like that. And then um, this is um, more in the future, but eventually looking at other types of diagnosis, looking at the conditions in the health of the bone and uh, possible uh, being able to identify pathologies. And this is in terms of taking away the grunt work from the physicians. So um, we obviously can't replace uh, what the physician can do, but uh, the parts of it that are more routine. So of course the measurements where um, a measurement just involves identifying different points, landmarks on a bone um, and using those to measure an angle, something like that. Um, is really just um, front work for the physicians are taking that away and also making it more repeatable um, and obviously just faster um, than the clinician having to do it themselves. So yeah, it's basically the clinician's uh, assistant taking away some of the grunt work. And then, um, yeah, as we move forward, especially um, with the cloud and having more data for research, um, maybe eventually providing the clinicians with something that they didn't have access, uh, or that wasn't possible before uh, harnessing big data and drawing new insights um, in terms of, again, bone condition, diseases, pathology, and being able to provide new information that might uh, alter the way or improve the way uh, patients are diagnosed and treated. Can you give me some examples of measurements that we're working on now? Um, sure. So we've already... Uh, done uh, work on uh, simple angle measurements, so things like the inner angle, uh, the helix valgus angle, um, the Taylor, um, Taylor metatarsal angle, things like that we have uh, working. And then we've recently gotten more into area and volume measurements, so uh, the syndesmosis joint, uh, measuring that volume, 
Um, and uh, we're now looking more at uh, joint spaces and um, uh, using that to analyze how, how bones are um, located relative to each other, uh, whether it's normal, whether they've shifted, whether that space is narrowing. So starting to look at some of uh, that stuff as well. And I think the key piece here is that this is all automatic. So a customer site uploads their data set to Autometrics and then Autometrics with a push of a button is calculating some of these common angle measurements or joint space measurements. It's, it's taking the cognitive burden off of the clinician. Yeah, uh, basically without ever actually looking at the CT scan slices, the clinician can get uh, a report that has a summary of what's going on. So, uh, for example, we can do the overall alignment of the foot. So, uh, you can have the patient get a scan. And then the next thing is the, the doctor is looking at a report that says, um, your foot is misaligned in this way without ever having to look at the images. So, of course, um, at this point and, uh, probably in the future, uh, there'll be many instances where they're, they'll want to look at the images themselves still, but, um, it could, um, as we continue to progress, we could almost, um, for many cases, cut out that part. So uh, going from scan to uh, so solution. And, and we're building Autometrics to be web-based, zero footprint. So a doctor or uh, any other medical professional could access this, not just from a standard visualization workstation, but you know, even say a tablet or a phone. Yeah, exactly. Kind of building on what Turner said in terms of workflow, um, it's still common today to burn CD um, to get patient data from one place to another. And uh, just the way it is now, you have the, the computer that's, that operates the CT scanner, you have the computer the doctor uses, you have the computer in the surgery center, and then yeah, you might have a tablet. Um, you might even want to show the patient their images on the tablet. Um, uh, uh, you might have a computer with a, associated with a 3D printer. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, this is all, like you said, zero footprint. Um, we also want to, um, uh, not require specific operating systems or hardware specs so that we can work on Windows, Mac, uh, whatever is being used. So just be really versatile and, um, uh, easy to use, and then not, also not have to worry about upgrades and things like that, because that'll all be uh, controlled online. So now tying the cloud back into it, how is curving cloud going to supercharge Autometrics? Um, basically, Autometrics is going to be an application layered in or on top of cloud, correct? So how how is that synergistic uh, relationship going to work? Uh, so the data sets uh, that Autometrics processes will first go to the cloud. So the customer won't have to uh, worry uh, about sending them specifically to Autometrics. Uh, they'll be able to send them to the cloud um, and then uh, go from there. So again, like Turner said, the cloud will just be one hub, uh, hub and Autometrics can be one of the spokes off that hub. So the same workflow that they use to send to their implant manufacturer, they also send to Autometrics. So it's just easier uh, for them. And then um, 
also, as it's been touched on, um, being able to collect research that's going to allow us to improve autometrics functionalities and add new functionalities um, when it comes to AI and uh, deep machine learning, which is what we're using, having more data and having a variety of data is really what allows you to get uh, uh, accurate results and new insights. So uh, if we can collect research data from around the world, that will give us access to um, different types of patient populations um, and uh, really make our automatic analysis uh, really robust and uh, and also allow um, researchers to act, uh, access that as well, maybe have some partnerships where we can develop more AI based on um, the activities working with our clinicians. Thank you. Uh, so Turner, today, CurveBeam is primarily a, an equipment manufacturer. Uh, that is our core competency. Um, how is CurveBeam Cloud going to move us into the arena of being more services-based? And what type of key service are we going to be providing to orthopedic hospitals and clinics? So... Our, in our history of curve beam, we've created data, and that's what our scanners do. And we create a lot of data because it's three-dimensional data of, uh, in most cases, uh, a patient's joints. Uh, it is a lot of data, um, and we've, as I said, we've historically been creating this massive amount of data. Now we're entering an era where we're going to help our clients manage, handle, analyze, uh, and secure that data. So the cloud expands our, our world dramatically. Um, but in doing so, we're going to create unlimited opportunities for that data to be used for the benefit of our, of our customers, the, the surgeons, but also their, their customers, the patients. That's great. I know we're, months, uh, many months away from this, but can you give us an idea of when we anticipate Curfeam Cloud to be launched? What are some of our milestones that are in sight at the moment? Sure. We might not be as far away as you, you might think. <laughs> um, we've, we've designed this program in three phases. Our first phase is really to build the infrastructure to support uh, the cloud uh, service, uh, that's pretty well been built out, and we expect to have some pilot uh, use cases in, up up and running uh, within a few weeks, maybe a few days. And um, so that's phase one, is to just uh, make sure everything's in place and, and working and data's going from where it should be coming from, going to where it should be going to, which um uh is is a prerequisite of course but um then we're going to enter phase 2 and that will uh really build out start to build out this list of services including autometrics and and uh other third party services um that will happen before the end of 2021 i believe so that's our uh goal um but what's exciting is we'll have um, customers using this service uh, in the second and third quarter of this year and 
and then by the time uh, we have that those clients up and running, before you know it, we'll have introduced uh, vendors and services and and uh, the other many of the other products to um, uh, to the uh, um, ecosystem. So uh, I think you'll see a lot happening in in 2021. That's great, uh, Studi. Similarly, can you give us sort of just a projected milestone for Autometrics, that piece of Curving Cloud? Uh, where where are we now, and and when do we think that uh, Autometrics might be available to a wider audience? So, getting it integrated with Curving Cloud is the um, Key to making it more widely available. We've had some research sites using it, um, but without uh, all the great tools that the cloud has, it's been a little bit less convenient for the user to get their data sets uploaded and processed. Um, I think I have to correct Trainer. I think he said Autometrics was in phase two, but we do have an integration uh, in phase one where uh, in the first release, you will be able to send the data set to Autometrics, but then in phase two, there'll be further integration uh, where um, we'll do even more to make it even more streamlined. Um, so uh, yeah, it's really uh, very much in parallel with Curving Cloud. And then also uh, we are still working to improve our um, artificial intelligence that we use to segment uh, feed scans. So as the cloud gets more used and as we get more data on it, we're going to be able to use that to improve it. So it's just a, a ongoing cycle uh, as each of these things get implemented, uh, everything will get more improved and streamlined. Great. Uh, well, I think I speak for all of Curvebeam when I say that our long-term vision and goal is that our orthopedic extremity CT scanners are a common piece of equipment in every single orthopedic clinic, that it just sort of becomes a standard uh, diagnostic service that's offered at the point of care. And we want to be a partner with our clinics and to do that to the best of our ability. The, the cloud services are going to allow us to best help our orthopedic practices both manage, store, move uh, their data, and even provide a suite of applications so that it can be analyzed and, and used uh, to the, the furthest extent possible. Um, Turner Studi, is there anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? I'll just add that uh, what's exciting for me is to see not only see this come together, but it's our our customers that are continually continuously asking us about it and and wanting to use it. I think just last week we had uh, more than a handful of requests to 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 use this type of service. Um, and what could we do to facilitate things they were trying to do? And that's what that's what the vision of the Curving Cloud was all about: was to help our clients help us help facilitate the movement and utilization of the data sets that our scanners produce. So that's what's most exciting to me. Yeah. Studi, what are you most excited about? Uh, I definitely echo what Turner says. And then uh, just add on, I think um, the uh, what we're going to see moving forward is going to be uh, exponential and limitless possibilities in terms of what we're able to do. Uh, 
just some other things that I don't think I mentioned yet. This could get into insole designs and shoe designs, uh, custom implants. Uh, there's just uh, so many things that are not yet tapped, but are going to be so much more viable once we uh, have this all up and running that, uh, yeah, just limitless potential here. Great. Well, we will uh, certainly keep tabs on the progression of this project and uh, I will, I look forward to checking in with both of you again, maybe um, in as the phase one and phase two are complete. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone tuning in. And for anyone who's interested in learning more, please visit www.curvebeam.com. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, please feel free to reach out to us via our contact page. And uh, we have several newsletters that you can subscribe to as well, which you can access on our website. Thank you.